0: Sports Box fans and welcome back to Sports Box. I'm your host Jude as always and we are back here for In the Box week 4. And I got to say, I got to say man, for a Thursday night game that I looked on the calendar heading into this week, I was like, man, the the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, that's just going to be a boring, you know, turn off the TV by halftime game. Well, it kept me intrigued. It it really did keep me intrigued and I, and I think that's kind of what I could say about the rest of the NFL season, and that's kind of how the game went. You know, there's been a few games where it's looked boring in the beginning, but the ends of every game I've seen have always been some sort of crazy fest. And obviously, the game winning field goal from the rookie for the Bengals um, just a fantastic way to put the cherry on top for the Bengals in that game after being down 14 0 at halftime. I mean, I don't want to get into that game, but I, I'm just saying, like, you, you could feel this sense of energy in this whole season. You've been able to feel teams haven't been out of it no matter what the score is even at halftime and and I think that's a testament to just you know we we, teams are really competitive this year and the fans are helping especially they were in Cincinnati on Thursday night and you could just tell that the fans really changed the tide of that game as well as Joe Burrow having a great second half but obviously this week is filled with some great games and great stories (laughs) but we'll get into that in a little bit later but we're going to start with, I think, to me, is the game of the week. Um, it doesn't matter what that Sunday night game is to me. This is the game of the week. We had the Rams versus Cardinals. And, well, this is for first place in the NFC West. I mean, both teams are 3-0. and uh, the, the Cardinals are 2-0 and on the road. And it's, it shocks me that the Cardinals, they ha- really haven't played at home. I mean, they're 2-0 and they're on the road. So, you know, they played a majority of their games. This is their third game on the road. You know, that. That's, I, mean, I know they've played a home game here, and between that, but that's that's a lot to be on the road. Um, and then the Rams, obviously, they played a lot of games at home. Why not? They're at SoFi. I mean, who doesn't want to play at SoFi? Um, but obviously, both teams, like I said, are three and going into this week. And I, I think this is a very, very interesting game because I, you know, I did a podcast earlier last week where, you know, I talked about teams that I would buy into, and I, both these teams are teams I would definitely buy into, and I. Mark this game for the Cardinals because to me this is a huge game for the Cardinals. As big as it is a game for the Rams, I think it is a ten times. To- I'd say a little bit bigger. I'm not gonna say ten times bigger, but it is a bigger game for the Cardinals. Look, you could take it how you want, and you could look at the Cardinals schedule and you could say, well, you know, the Cardinals they they blew out the they blew out the Titans week one. Then they played you know Minnesota, and then you know they they had their game last week against Jacksonville where it was. It was a close game you could say I mean till the ending when Trevor Lawrence decided to throw the game away but you know they've 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 beaten opponents but they haven't beaten an opponent where you're like wow I mean that's that's a true big game right there you could say Tennessee but it was only the first game of the week and then on the flip side you have the Rams who have just They've 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 been working. All right, they've been working. Obviously, the first game of the season, they take care of Chicago as usual. Um, then they play in Indianapolis, and you know, I mean, it was it was a more contested battle, but they they came out on the top, and then they just manhandled. I know the score says 34 to 24, but to me, they manhandled that Tampa Bay team all the way through. I, I there wasn't a, a time in the game where I was like, yeah, Tampa has this game, or they have anywhere close to the game in their hands. So I think to me. That's why it's a bigger game for the Cardinals, right? You're 3-0, and that's great. On the record book, you say, wow, you're top in the division. You're tied with the Rams. But you beat the Rams, that sends a message. That sends a message saying, look, you, you, you can look at our last three weeks. You could say, yeah, you beat Minnesota. Yeah, you beat Jacksonville. Yeah, you might have blown out Tennessee. But when they see you beat the Rams on the road, that's a game you circle and say, come back in December. That's a huge game that we had there. Um, so... Like I said, I, both these offenses are explosive, right? I mean, we, we've known that from the start and we knew what they were capable of. The Arizona Cardinals averaged 34 points this season and the Rams averaged 31. Both teams about that 400 four hundred total yards mark um, of offense. And then defensively, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to just look at stats, but you know, stats can stay some stuff. And as great as the Rams have been defensively and the, the Cardinals have been defensively, and I'm not just saying these two defenses alone. But defenses are giving up a lot of yards this season. And it's because, well, you know, it's, it's it's a transition year and I think we're going to see it a lot more where the passing attack just becomes 75% of an offense. And, you know, you really start to see, unless you have that true number one running back like a Derrick Henry, like a Christian McCaffrey, those are the only two guys I could really say that the true number one. I know Ava Kamara is fantastic um, and I know Nick Chubb is fantastic, but they still have a passing attack. you know, he, it's going to change, and this is a whole different topic. But how it's going to become more of that passing offenses, and the def- and rushing is obviously gonna you know slowly, slowly not be as vital uh, for a team. But I, I think this is a fascinating game for the Cardinals. I think they're not gonna come out on top though. Now, because as great as Murray has been, and he's thrown for a thousand yards, and he's thrown seven touchdowns, I, I, the Rams are just too good. <laughs> it's... Look, Matthew Stafford has thrown for 942 yards. He has one interception in nine touchdowns in the past three games. And Cooper Cup has been a beast. He has almost 400 yards, five touchdowns, off 25 receptions. This Rams offense has not shown any ways to be stopped. And to me, as great as these offenses come and these defenses are, I think it comes down to the coaching. And I'm taking McVay over Cliff Kingsbury any day of the week. So I think that's what it comes down to because... This is going to be a shootout, regardless. But I think at the end of the day, in the fourth quarter, who do I trust more to call the plays, make the decisions, make those you know little decisions? I'm going to trust McVay more in that situation. And that's not a knock on Cliff Kingsbury because I think he's done an exceptional job this season, and he's definitely you know he showed a lot of fans that you know maybe he does deserve a few more seasons in um, hot Arizona. But I, I think this is the game where McVay you know he wins this game. And the offenses are going to be great for both teams, but McVay, in the times that it matters, he's going to make the right call. Now, moving on to the next game, and you could say, well, why do you choose this game? But I think this is an interesting game, and it's going to be the Browns at Vikings. You say, well, this is two of the most random teams you could have picked. Well, both these teams sit in a, a sort of interesting spot in their division. Um, if you, if you look at the Vikings right now, they are one and two, uh, the Chicago Chicago Bears are also one and two and the Green Bay Packers are two and one. So they're really, they're not out of the picture. And I know you're already talking about like, you know, playoff picture. I'm not really meaning in that context, but look, Green Bay look good and they don't have a terribly tough schedule. Minnesota, if they want any chance is going to have to keep up with Green Bay, meaning they're going to have to win football games. Right? They're going to have to win. There's, Especially where Rodgers still looks like Rodgers. Right? He has taken no break. Um, you're going to have to win some football games. And a game like this is a big game that you can win. And then you flip on the other side. The Cleveland Browns sit at 2-1. And, and who would have thought the Cincinnati Bengals start a week 4 would be 3-1 and, and leading the AFC North. Look, I'm not saying that the Bengals are going to win this division. Because I think the Browns are still capable of winning this division. But... The Ravens, they're sitting at two and one. The Bengals are three and one. They look like a good football team. This is another team that you can't fall behind because I think both of these teams, as good as they are, you can't fall behind where you are right now. And I know it's so early, but seriously, you cannot fall behind in games in games like these, or just early in the season, and be in a one and four spot, be in a maybe a two and three, two and four spot because the other teams in your division. They're going to run with that, and like the Green Bay Packers, like the Bengals, maybe like the Ravens, they're going to be winning football games left and right. Maybe. I don't know about the Bengals yet. <laughs> but my point is, both of these teams sit in a very, very interesting spot in the division. And I'm not terribly amused by the Browns, as I should say. I, I-, I think the Browns, they're good. I think they're good, but I, but I was a little concerned about that Bears game. Now you're going to say, well, Jude, why are you concerned about the Bears game? Miles Jack had a franchise record four and a half sacks. Well, yeah, Miles Garrett was a complete beast and he went against probably a JV offensive line. But I mean, the Bears, I mean, the Browns offense kept the Bears in the game. Like this game at halftime should have been 30 to zero. <laughs> I mean, it should have been 30 to zero, but rather it was a closely knitted battle till basically the fourth quarter, which it didn't feel like it, but the scoreboard said that. So that's why I'm still skeptical about the Browns because I know the Bra- the Bears defense is good but I I just don't I don't have any trust and then I slip on the Viking side and I say well I don't think the Vikings are getting talked enough about. I don't think they're getting talked enough about and you could say well look at their 2-1 record, right? Look at their 2-1 record. Yeah, okay, look at their 2-1 record, but let's look at the games and look let's look at the context. Look, they just beat you know they just can't. They just scored twenty-figure unanswered points last week versus Seattle Seahawks to beat them thirty to seventeen. Kirk Cousins almost had a perfect game with three hundred twenty-three passing yards and three touchdowns with no Dalvin Cook. And then the week before, they lost because of a field goal and they were in a shootout with probably one of the best offenses in the NFL right now. So, if maybe two things changed, they probably would have been two and one, three and zero. Oh. But that's how the NFL works. And I'm not making up excuses for the Vikings, but I'm just saying in context, this is a good football team, but the record just doesn't say that. So I think the big key, and for the Browns, is you got to develop this run game. Look, th- this Vikings defense isn't as great as it used to be. And they're 17th in rush yards allowed right now in the NFL. Nick Chubbs better have a hell of a day here. I, I-, I think Nick Chubb can feast if he can. And I, I think, obviously, Kareem Hunt, he's been a... You know, obviously, he's had you know his his own off-field issues, but his past two years with the Browns, he's been very, very good, and he's been already good to start the season here for Cleveland. And I, I think if you start the run game early, you can take this game away from them. But I think the Vikings, they're gonna fight. I I, I truly believe this Vikings team. They, you know, that everyone's like, yeah, the Vikings, whatever. You know, they're in Green Bay's division. Green Bay owns them. I think they're sick of hearing that. I think they're sick of hearing that. And Kirk Cousins, like I said, he's been great this season, and. Obviously, everyone's been like, well, he's not vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. Well, he's been playing good football. You know, he's been playing good football. Um, if you have the Vikings, I think you force Baker Mayfield to win this game. I think that's the way you win. You force Baker Mayfield to win this game. And I think that's what goes for a lot of teams that play the Browns. Look, the, the rush attack is going to be hard to stop. But if you can stop that, you got to force Baker Mayfield to win this game. As good as a quarterback as he is, I don't think he's on that a level where you could be like, yeah, Baker Mayfield every time can go and win me a football game. Right now, I don't think you could say that. He's good. He's really good. And he's shown, he's shown glimpses, but I haven't seen a full, consistent Baker Mayfield where it's been like, if we're in a game, if we're every week and week out, we're in a tightly knitted battle, I don't think every game I could be like, yeah, let me have Baker Mayfield go win me that football game. I don't. I, I, I don't think right now. But besides that, I, I think it's as great as the story is for the Vikings. And, and I really want the Vikings to win this game because I, I'm, I'm high on the Vikings right now, even though they're sitting on one and two. I like the Browns in this game. I, I do like the Browns to win. But I, I it wouldn't shock me if the Vikings, you know, at home beat the Browns. It wouldn't shock me, but I'm going to take the Browns in this game. Now, lastly, I'm just going to go an upset of the week. And this one's going to be pretty fast. I'm taking the Lions over Bears, period, period, period. Lions get their first win on the road. I I, I mean, sorry, not on the road. But I, I just think in this type of game they're going to show up. They're going to show up. Um, and I, look, the Bears, they're dysfunctional as ever. Uh, Matt Nagy hasn't even announced the quarterback. I mean, he's waiting till the game to decide who the starting quarterback is. Are you kidding me? And he says in a press conference, well, we know what we're doing. No, <laughs> Matt Nagy, I'm sorry to tell you, but you don't know what you're doing. You <laughs> Clearly you don't because you'd have a quarterback as that number one right now. And, I've I've been a big advocate to not put fields in anymore. I know some people are like, well, it diminishes confidence. Well, it's going to diminish his confidence if he gets sacked nine times a game. So you choose which one you want, a healthy quarterback going into the second year, or do you want a, you know, banged up rookie who's lost all confidence? I'm going to go with the the first. Um, so I'm going to take the Lions in my upset of the week. And just a few other games, Ravens, Broncos. I'm going to take the Ravens in a very, very close battle. 49ers versus Seahawks, another NFC West matchup. I'm going to take the 49ers. And obviously, I didn't talk about this game a lot because I think, you know, I mean, the story is great. Obviously, Tom Brady heading back to Foxborough. You really couldn't ask for a better game. right? You couldn't ask for a better, you know, story. I mean, 20 years, six Super Bowls. I mean just how Tom Brady turned around and you could say Belichick how he turned around uh the Patriots organization the city of Boston and you know because before it was a Celtics and you know Red Sox town you could even say the Boston Bruins and he really he really t- turned around the franchise but <laughs> I'm sorry guys I mean I I the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are blowing this team out by 20 at least I I'm sorry the 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 Patriots don't look good Mac Jones looked very very Bad against the Saints, if that's a nice word to put it. And then finally, I'm going to take Dallas at home versus the 3-0 Panthers. I think the Panthers are a little overrated in my book, but I think it'll be a great game either way. But anyway, guys, I hope you guys enjoy your Sunday of football. And as always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off. Peace.